welcome to The Rock. And thank you for downloading another episode of the Black and Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Johnson, and with me is the world's most famous connoisseur of Montgomery beverages and App State fan. He is the one and only Big C. Big C, happy Camellia Bowl week. I've only been to Montgomery once, and there's only one time you need to go to find out where all the beverages are. Let me just say that. <laughs> oh, well stated, sir. Well stated. Big C, it is hard to believe that it has been one year since we had David Jackson for the first time talking about bowls and uh, anticipating what in the world it would be like to attend an App State bowl game. Of course, we have since done those things, and we had a great time. And, and now we're experts, right? And we are the foremost experts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, we have a really big game on Saturday, and okay, let's just call out the 800,000-pound grill in the room. We're going back to Montgomery, Alabama. No, Montgomery, Alabama is not New Orleans. No, Montgomery, Alabama is not Disney World or Epcot or uh, Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Montgomery is Montgomery, but as we have said, and we will continue to say, we are fortunate to be at this game, and we are fortunate to have this matchup, and it is a very positive thing. And Big C, we've talked about it here before we hit the record button, but if people really, really do, if the fan base really, really wants new locations, the only way that'll happen under this format is to buy a ticket. Buy a ticket to Montgomery. We've bought our tickets. We've booked our hotels. We are ready to roll. And I'm going to be honest, enough of that, uh, enough recounting the lamenting of certain fans. The honest truth is, Big C, for me personally, I am stoked and cannot wait to head down to Montgomery for the Camellia Bowl this weekend. You don't even have to go to the game, guys and gals. <laughs> you don't have to pay for a hotel room. You don't have to drive seven, eight, nine, ten hours. Just spend 30 bucks, buy a ticket. It goes a long way. That's one way get to look at it. Get cheaper beer at your, at your house party. Get cheaper beer at, at, your, at you know, your watering hole where you're going to do a watch party there. It, it makes a difference. Um, that know, $30 goes a long way. It, it helps the school tremendously, even if you're not there. Um, that's and, really... And of course, it's, it's just going to want, you know, it's, it's going to force these, uh, these bigger balls, New Orleans, to, to, to consider it. You know, and to think twice about, hey, should we take six and six Lafayette because that's all they're ever going to be, or ten and two app who is building something. Eventually, Lafayette is going to get tired of being six and six. Um, Great, I, you, you know, know they're bringing fans. You can only go to New Orleans so many times and do it so many times over. You I know, mean, the French Quarter is nice and all, but <laughs> Montgomery sells out for the Camellia Bowl, y'all. Sells out. It's the only game in town. So they're welcome you with all the fantastic Southern hospitality that they have. I, I am jacked. Well, I'm absolutely jacked up about this. I'm ready to go do this like Chattanooga 06 all over again. I, I love that. First of all, I love that. That got me pumped up. But hold on a second. That's a fantastic idea. If you can't go to the game, if you live in Raleigh, if you live wherever you live, but if you do live somewhere that's uh, it's quite a haul to get there and you literally can't make it from other obligations – that's not a bad idea to just buy a ticket. Go online and buy a ticket. It's, I mean, that's not a bad idea. Go to AppStateSports.com, buy a ticket, and then just have a watch party as a way to just pad our numbers. 
I mean, that's a lot of money. Hey, I'm not you, saying it's not, but you, that's kind of like a donation to the Yosef Club in a way. Right. If if you're if you can't get your voice in the stadium, at least you can get your dollars. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> that that'll be a huge thing. You're brilliant. Wow. I'm I'm glad I did this podcast with you. You got lucky. <laughs> I did. I got I got so lucky. I almost asked certain <laughs> other. I'm not even going to go there. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no. But we're we're stoked for this, and I'm I'm not going to lie. I mean, in in that is not sunshine. That is. That is, uh, I had such a great experience, especially with the game itself. I mean, forget the the fanfare of arriving at the FBS and, and just kind of like experiencing a new thing. Um, man, we're ready to rock and roll. We really are. Cars almost packed, but we are playing. I would say a better team than Ohio from last year, the Toledo Rockets. They are a very solid team. If they weren't playing in the same division as Western Michigan, maybe they would have played for the uh, conference championship, and maybe they would have won. You don't know. But we got 9-3 and three, App State going against 9-3 and three, Toledo, and it's going to be a, a great matchup. And for that matchup, our Acasa Rustica special guest is going to be someone very unique. And Big C, you set this up. I, I can't believe it. He, he took on producer duties, so he's going to be like Donald Trump where Donald Trump gets executive producer credits no matter if he does work or not on The Apprentice. You finally earned your uh, your uh, producer stripe here. Uh, tell us about uh, tonight's guest. Well, uh, tonight's guest is Daniel Savage, a a young guy, but a guy who runs a podcast called The Great Five Podcast, where he talks about the group of five, like football world. He's stuck in the middle of uh, kind of a P five situation between uh ohio state michigan and and notre dame and then that's 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 who they fight against very similar situations that we have um ran into him on the sunbelt message board um go look him up there uh, slid into his dms that's how we do it here <laughs> on the Black Gold podcast and uh set it all up and i think everyone will be quite surprised uh we got a good find uh he, he knows his toledo he, he knows his football and knows he's, a lot. he's familiar with, with the Mountaineers yeah. as well. So uh, should should be a good interview later on. And um, I'm going to tell you, we recorded with him earlier. Um, and I think, I hope he listens to this and hope he's listening. But uh, he's, he's he is young and he is a diehard Toledo fan. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, he, I, I was impressed. I mean, Big C is the world's most famous App State fan. I dare say he could be the Big C of the Toledo fan base. Uh, there I mean, were, that's fair. I, I mean, he um, he just was. He was very impressive in his knowledge of his school. But here's the thing, Big C, and since this is a podcast and we can talk about literally whatever we want to, um, which uh, when David Jackson comes on, we have two and a half hour shows. <laughs> um, the thing, the thing <laughs> that impressed me the most, or that I liked the most, the thing that impressed me was just his overall knowledge of his school and his conference and just uh, the history of his, the program that he follows so closely. Um, but the thing that I like the most about Dan is the fact that he is in the middle of big 10 football country. He's really, really, he's within an hour's drive of Michigan. He's uh Northwest Ohio, which Ohio state country. And he's uh, about two hours from Notre Dame. I mean, he's in the middle of all that stuff. And he does not give one single crap about any of those schools He's a Toledo Rockets fan. He's loyal to his school, and he referenced a couple times. Uh, I can't remember if it was during the recorded conversation or briefly when we were speaking to him right before we hit record, but he did talk about converting 
friends to being Toledo Rocket fans, and I'm, I'm guessing friends being uh, fellow students. And that really hit home for Big C and I because, of course, here we are, fans of Appalachian State. We do share or are forced to share a little small sliver of a spotlight that includes some very, very large, very, very wealthy, very, very established programs and schools in this state. I don't even have to tell you who they are. You know who they are. But the fact that he kind of gives the finger, figuratively, to those other programs and say, no, 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 this is my school. I couldn't care less about what they do. Uh, Big C, he has a friend in the Black Gold Podcast for life. He does. He, he really uh, he, he impresses uh, immensely. And uh, I, this won't be the last time, probably, that we have him on. If he continues to do a great five podcast, and we've got bowl times uh, with, uh, you know, and two of them with Max Schools, we'll probably lean on him in the future, whether it's about Toledo or it's about someone else. He, he the knowledge he has about the Mac is uh, is up there, uh, really good find, and we're kind of kind of happy to, you know, introduce him to the podcasting um, at State Nation. Yeah, and just so that he can hear this forever, so it's recorded. For all time, Dan needs to start a Toledo Rockets podcast. He will dominate. <laughs> he will be the thought leader, and everybody will uh, love what he has to offer. So we're excited to have him. And, uh, of course, we're going to have the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel coming up where we answer your questions. I just saw one come in from Mr. Chuck Severe, uh, who is my second favorite Chuck besides uh, Charlie Brown. And then um, I guess you're number three. Wow, you're going there. I think you're number three, Big C. And my favorite Chucks. Well, no, that's not nothing. true. That's not true. That's not true. Number three would be... Um, oh, number four? No, number three would be <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese, and then number four would be Big C. <laughs> you know what? Hey, hey uh, go get you a Christmas tree there, Charlie Brown. I'm going <laughs> to... I don't I don't need a Christmas tree. What I need is a good night's sleep. And you know how you get a good night's sleep, Big C? You go to sleep. Wow, that's and a, you dream about the Camellia Bowl. That's, How about that? Oh, that's tremendous. You get a good night's sleep by sleeping on a good mattress. And let me tell you about oh, the mattress. Yes, 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 mattress. yes. Let me tell you about the great mattress that I have. I sleep on a Z-Box mattress. Of course, they are the main sponsor here at the Black and Gold Podcast. It is a company, company wholly owned by App State Mountaineers. They will deliver a mattress of any size directly to your door in a box neatly packaged that you can take up to whatever room you're putting it in, unravel it, and it's there. It could be a 12-inch. Um, does it come rolled up? Does yes. Does it come rolled up? Yes. You have to actually. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Mattress. It exactly. But the thing is, it comes with different, uh, um, different types of foam. So if you order a firm mattress, okay, a, a Z-Box uh, firm mattress. It's going to be rolled up the same way as any other mattress, but when it unravels and, and, um, and you unwrap it and the oxygen hits and it's able to kind of get set in its final state, it's going to have a different um, a different feel to it than the others. I mean, it's really high-quality materials made in the USA. You literally can go from a single bed all the way up to a California King and everything in between, and they are running a promotion right now where if you enter black and gold pod... I'm sorry, not black and gold pod. Black, black and gold. My bad. Into the coupon code box on their website, you get 10% off each mattress. I do sleep on a Z Box mattress, and literally, it is a king size. It is phenomenal. So it doesn't matter if you got a vacation home or what, whatever. Z Box mattress is fantastic. Go to their website, zboxmattress.com, and just see what they have. But it is a fantastic product, and I will say, 
if you go look at other competitors that they might have or retail store, you will not find a more affordable mattress that will last you longer than their competition than Z-Box Mattress. We are excited to have them. Um, but Big C, before we go on into the other, I don't know, areas of the Camellia Ball and the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel, we had a victory <laughs> against Montreat. How excited were you about oh. that, Big C? Um, I watched 12 minutes of that game. I'm not lying. <laughs> why, why did you watch 12 minutes of it? Because we were late to the game and we watched the first half. And I told John Fox, John Fox, Jim Fox had football on the line. I told Jim Fox, I was like, hey, we left at half. He's like, that's fine. Uh, we were up by 30 at half. Decided to leave. There was certainly not much we we're going to miss. But, hey, got to win against Montreat. Um, I actually saw Montreat. Um, they actually traveled up here in uh, two vans. And had their pregame meal at Subway. So, uh, that's also Jim Fox's favorite restaurant, by the way. Uh, actually, it's not. It's his second favorite restaurant. What's his favorite restaurant? Uh, I'm, I'm just curious. What's I, his favorite restaurant? I think he likes Casa Rustica. Casa Rustica. What does that name ring a bell? Casa Rustica. Hmm. Oh. I think I know. Oh, I think I know, too. It is our special guest sponsor tonight uh, that... Um, You'll hear later our special guest, of course, Dan Savage, we've already mentioned, but uh, Casa Rustica, that is Jim Fox's favorite. You know why, Big C, Casa Rustica is Jim Fox's favorite? Because he's from New York and he likes the pasta. No, because it's delicious. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> Casa Rustica has incredible food, and actually, Casa Rustica has catering services, C&R Catering. Um, they're really, they are really good. Go check out Casa Rustica. They support the Black and Gold Podcast. And they love App State. They really, really do. They've been up here for a long time. Fresh ingredients, long time, old school Italian recipes. But anyway, the natural flow of that conversation went to Subway. So uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I can't. I'm going to be honest with you for a second. I can't believe that you're admitting on a recorded show that you left a game early. Well, you know, it's, it's the nature of the beast. We we play a game on a Sunday. That's, uh, I didn't leave the game early because we were losing either. I left the game early because well, we had it in the bag. But I didn't go too far away. Um, fantasy football playoffs are a big deal in, uh, in my world. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know that. So, um, wait, well, why does that matter? A little, why bit, do, little, do, little bit more of a pull. Is that st- Wait, wait. So why does that matter, though? Do you just want to watch the games, or are you actually making moves in fantasy? you got to watch it. you just got to be in the moment. And hey, I'm trying to, trying to win some jelly beans so I can contribute to the Yosef Club and buy future season tickets. So. <laughs> you didn't know you could buy just season tickets with jelly beans, did you? I had no idea. I had no idea. So, <laughs> wait, so hold on a second. So you're saying if we were, if what if what if the score at halftime was forty two forty one App State, would you have left? Yeah, probably not, because okay. I would have. And let's let's say this nicely. I would have, I would would have wanted to seen what had happened from there, uh, because that could that could have been you know one of those bad deals. Um, but luckily it wasn't. Luckily it wasn't. So well, I, yeah. Um, I mean, I, look. I mean, I I get why you laughed. Like I understand it, but it's just and you know it is if there was going to be one scenario where Big C left a game, I can't believe I'm even saying that. I don't even know if I want to keep talking about this. It makes me feel uncomfortable. It'd we be don't like, have to keep talking about it, it if you would, don't want to. It would be like if Dan Savage didn't go to a uh, Toledo game at home. You're exactly right. But hey, speaking of basketball, okay, right, big game this this week at NC State. 
Big game. Uh, if you have big game. So if you're in the Raleigh area and bought your tickets, go do that. Get get jacked up. Go watch go watch these apps play a struggling NC State team. And maybe, just maybe, we can get a signature victory don't even, this season. Don't even. Don't even say that. You, you say, what? You don't think it's going to happen? You think it's um, not possible? No. Not possible. You're off the boat. Off the boat. Not going to happen. Okay. Don't think, well, we'll see who's right later. Don't think it's going to happen. But I will say that uh, whoever schedules basketball games need to s- stop scheduling home games on December 17th, or not December 17th, but the third weekend in December. Look at the bowl games. Look at the bowl games and for the Sun Belt, and don't schedule a home basketball game on when the Sun Belt Bowl is because that game will have three people there. You know who schedules the, uh, the basketball games? Jim Fox. Jim. Jim Fox. Love him. <laughs> Stop scheduling basketball games, home basketball games, on the day of a Sunbelt Bowl. Not cool. He's like, Stop going to bowl games. <laughs> <laughs> no, we will not stop going to bowl games. Or maybe he just has a lot of faith in us that we can go um, all the way to a New Year's Bowl. Maybe, maybe that's it. There you go. Hey, by the way, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, in PNC Arena in Raleigh, go watch the apps face off against the Wolfpack. And don't leave at halftime like Big C. But before we uh, talk to our Casaresca special guest, we do have the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel. Of course, hashtag BGP Mail Satchel is where you control what we talk about. You can participate by emailing us at blackandgoldpodcast at gmail.com. You can go to Facebook and write on our wall or send us a message at facebook.com slash blackandgoldpodcast. Or you can interact with us on Twitter, which is overwhelmingly the most popular way to get in touch with us. And use the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel on Twitter and submit your question or state an opinion, and we will talk about it. And it is brought to you by the one and only Stephen Mechanic, financial advisor to the stars. He's an App State four-year walk-on, hard-working guy. He's a hustler. He knows what he's talking about. If you want to make the most out of your investments, invest just a little bit extra per month to get really big returns later, talk to Stephen. It is a free assessment just to even see what what you're doing today investing and just to toss around some ideas about what you could do about what you could get in the future just to see what your options are i think that's a pretty good deal um no risk at all you can call or text him at 336-706-1473 or email him at stephen.h.mechanic that's m-a-c-h-a-n-i-c at dot Calm. Steven is truly a great guy. If you're a young professional and you know you don't see like some very large bubbles in our economy, especially with like student loan debt, talk to Steven about setting up some investment opportunities for you to protect yourself and then default. You, you on almost your loans. hit the political triumvirate tonight. You've mentioned Trump and student loan debt. I'm just can't wait for the next one to come through. Hillary Clinton should be in jail. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I had my uh, Alex Jones moment. Uh, just kidding, folks. But uh, no, so seriously, we are going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to have the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel brought to you by Stephen Mechanic. Sit tight. I'm having trouble trying to sleep. 
counting sheep but running out As time ticks by Still I try No rest for cross stops in my mind On my own, here we go and we are back on the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel segment where you, the listening audience, control exactly what Big C says, especially when he says, I like to leave basketball games early. It's kind of crazy. You don't expect to hear things like that, but sometimes that's what you get. Big C, what do you expect from our fan base this week in the Satchel? Uh, you mean the BGP Mail Satchel? Uh, um, I expect some questions about things about the Camellia Bowl. That's, that, that would be what I would expect. Maybe not some questions about Toledo, although we need those. Um, seems like uh, maybe maybe everyone is a little, uh, I don't know, distracted by something we had to deal with last week. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I think we're going to get some Christmas questions in here, too. I think so. Yeah, we might. Yeah, tis the season to be jolly. Correct? Tis the season to be jolly, but it's happy holidays, not Merry Christmas. We're not going to mess around with any of that stuff. But before we do, I want to read a... <laughs> I want to read a uh, an iTunes review that we got because um, I, I think we should do this sporadically because people go on, well, you know, sometimes we say, hey, go leave us a five-star review and write something nice about us. Sometimes we do, and sometimes it's unprompted and people just do it anyway. Um, but this is from last year, but we're going to do it anyway because it's fun. This is the headline for this review. It is, it's great to be a Mountaineer from Mr. Stephen McGee. Stephen McGee says, if you're an App State alum, student, or just a fan, you need to listen to this podcast. They give great insight and really make you think. It's fun and witty, and you don't have to be a sports ex- expert to enjoy. I think that's more speaking to me. Uh, great it job. <laughs> great job, fellas. Thank you, Stephen. Gosh, what a nice guy. Thank you, Stephen. And, of course, you can go give us a, a cool five-star rating and write us some nice, fancy words about us. That would be really super swell. Um, but that's on iTunes. Uh, let's dive into the satchel here, which – oh. Hold on a second. Oh, this is real-time stuff, folks. We were recording this on a Monday evening. It's about 8.30 right now. And Sean Welch, oh, my goodness, he he's in he's, he's frantic right now. He wants to know. He, he, he's angry. He is angry. Hold on a second. Emergency tweet here. Let's get back at him. Hold on a second. This is this is really – folks, this is, this, is how, this is how important you guys are <laughs> to, to the BGP. What are you doing? <laughs> Yes, we are ahead of schedule, Sean. What's your question, sir? Wow, does this gonna is this gonna help us get a five star rating in real time? We're showing our customer service. You know, we we got to move ahead. Sometimes the schedule uh, calls for that, and uh, surprise, surprise. Hey, when it, when everybody gets the you know their their black and gold podcast a day early, aren't they aren't they more excited about it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, it's something, hey, we're not going to just keep giving you the same stuff every <laughs> week right. on the same day. You know, hey, we got to keep it, we got to keep it alive in here. We got things to do. Plus, plus I've got to drive on Wednesday to Montgomery, so uh, that's what we're going to do early. Why are you going on, why are you going on Wednesday? I won't be there until Thursday, but we're going on Wednesday. Wow. Why not? I don't know, man. That seems like wasted vacation days. But yeah, hey, you know what? It's your, it's your life, Chuck. It's your it's your life, and I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna let you do you. I'm gonna let you do you. I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm Appreciate not gonna say, it. Yeah, no, no, no problem whatsoever. Um, I do want to say this though, because we we did have a very very loyal listener, Mr. Michael Burt, 
um, sent us a direct message. Did you see that, Chuck? Uh, I did not actually. I apologize, Mr. Burt. But no, 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 no. It's okay. See, this is the problem. You share a, a Twitter handle. <laughs> if somebody checks it, the other one doesn't see it. And uh, anyway, it's not a big deal. But anyway, uh, Michael Burt uh, sent us a DM and basically said, hey, what's up, guys? I love this show. I listen all the time. Why won't you answer my questions? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And what had happened, and he asked in a very polite way, by the way. I'm just summarizing. Essentially, what had happened was he has a private Twitter account. So even though he uses the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel, um, we can't see it because his account was on private and we don't follow him. So um, long story short, we did see his DM because he does follow us and we make our account available for anybody to send us a DM. And sure enough, I went and followed him. He allowed us to follow or see his tweets. And sure enough, they started to follow or I'm sorry, started to show up. So if you're sitting out there and you're wondering, man, they don't read anything that I send them, um, we're not getting them. So uh, just please be patient with us. Um, I don't think we've got an email from Danny Staff in the last couple of weeks. So we're not ignoring Danny Staff on Gmail. So if you but are... he probably blocked us. He probably blocked us anyway. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> that's harsh. <laughs> Danny, don't block us. Don't block us, Danny. Uh, but anyway, so just just a just a refresher there on uh, BGP Mail Satchel. We are not singling people out. We actually had somebody I can't remember who it was. Somebody complaining that um, we don't read what they say or whatever. And and the truth is, if we don't if we don't read your question, we didn't see it unless it's inappropriate. We've had a couple from Gonzo that have been inappropriate enough that we just didn't read it. But I don't think you'd have it any other way. So. Without further ado, let's jump into the mail satchel. And I do have to uh, I have to applaud our listeners. They have really jumped on. We didn't really do much prep <laughs> for the mail satchel. We've got a lot of submissions here. So let's dive in, shall we? we got to get moving. Let's get moving. Damon Braxton, um, the Nomad, he asks, How many teams have won their first two bowl games? How big of a deal would that be? Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, we well certainly there's only been one team to win their first ever ball game in the first year of eligibility, um, but I, I don't know that question, Big C. Well, Georgia Southern did it last year as well. We got we got to do that. We got we were the first one to do it by a few days, but I know I'm sure um, there's plenty of teams who have done this over the course of the years who've won their first two bowl games they've ever played in. But if we're going to talk about modern era and FCS move ups. Uh, we may be putting ourselves on an island out there if we were to pull something off on Saturday. Um, so obviously, you know, we knew how important it was last year to win their first one um, in, in bowl eligibility. So obviously, winning their their first two has to be something that may be so unique that no one else has done it. There you go. Um, I I will say that I don't think it would be. And this isn't to say that's not a good question. I just don't think it'll be something that will stand the test of time um, as far as like a record, but maybe, maybe it will, it could be wrong. But I mean, regardless th- that just paints a, you know, winning two bowl, if we do win on Saturday, it would just paint a picture of like a really, really, really successful transition that I don't think anybody else could lay claim to. Um, I just think that we've done really well going from FCS to FBS. Although the first, <laughs> first six games of our FBS uh, experience were a little panicky uh, Damon then continues to ask Toledo has a great offense. How do we stop it? Uh, when we do, who's the defensive player of the game? I'm going to go ahead and say here, my favorite app state player is Devin Stringer. He is the man. I think he's awesome. Um, 
I love that he hates Georgia Southern. I think he's defensive player of the game. But Big C, how are we stopping this offense? Well, I think it's going to be a little bit more different than, than Devin Stringer. I don't think this is his game. Now he can go and get five or six tackles, uh, but it depends on how he gets those. Um, it'll be important to for me that when Toledo does run with Kareem Hunt, that we bottle him up. So to me, I'm thinking, you know, interior defensive line, the middle linebackers, um, you know, he, he has some speed. He's not super fast, but he, he you know, he can be caught. And we, we got to make sure that we contain him. If we make Toledo one-dimensional, then I think that's how uh, we, we can be successful on Saturday. If we know the pass is coming and we can do our thing and mix our coverages up, then that's 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 what I'm really looking forward to. If Kareem Hunt has a day, uh, that's going to be rough for us. Um, and, and another thing, I think, as far as the defense is concerned, you know what they say about a good defense is the best offense or vice versa or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, staying on the field uh, on offense and punishing this Toledo team uh, with our steady ground game may be exactly what we need to keep them out of rhythm, uh, have, have uh, more possession of the ball. And, and we know that they can score quick and they can score fast and they don't need the ball for a particularly long time. But what have we said in the past? Keep our defense fresh, let our offense do all the hard work. And that's, that's how we win games. And I think that, that sets up pretty good here. Um, very good. Big C, as always. You like that? I was, I was going to ask you something, but I'm going to save it for a little bit here. Uh, he Damon also asks, goodness gracious, he's setting Twitter on fire. Damon also asks, will Marcus put up over 100 yards in his last game in an App State uniform? And he puts in parentheses, sheds tear. Well, we're shedding tears too, but uh, I think he does put up over 100 yards. I think that this is a Marcus Cox-type game. Yeah, uh, if we're going to win on Saturday, um, Jalen and Marcus are going to get high teens carries, and they're going to go for two fifty, you know, total. So um, now the the thing that we do have going for us is the fact that we can determine which one is going better. There's been games where Marcus has had more carries, but he didn't have more yards because Jalen's been successful. I don't think Marcus is is looking for a thing, looking for a number. Obviously, that five thousand numbers out there, and, and that's mm. that's all good and well mm. for, for statistics to concern. But let's let's get another ring on the finger. Uh, let's get another bowl win. I don't care, and I bet you Marcus Cox doesn't care if he has forty yards or one hundred and forty yards. He'll be happy on Saturday night um, with a W. You mean? Um, now, I think I think this is an interesting territory here. I'm going to say that man, I think App State Magic is going to show up. I think Marcus Cox gets to 5,000, and I think that's important because if you look at the dynamics of being FBS and building for depth, how many more opportunities are App State running backs going to get the opportunity to play for four years in a row? Uh, it's going to be it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be slim. It's going to be tough. So I want Marcus Cox, as somebody that is wearing the number 14, my favorite App State player ever is Armani Edwards, who wore number 14. As Marcus Cox, who is also one of my favorite App State players ever, has carried on the tradition of excellence in wearing number 14, I really want him to get that number. I really think that a MAC team that doesn't play a ton of defense, like uh, we'll hear from later from uh, Mr. Dan Savage, I think I think this is a big night for him. I think Jalen has some really big runs, but I think, um, I think Marcus rises to the occasion and does well. Uh, Damon also says, can you tell by my mini tweet storm that I'm excited and have had a couple of beers? Uh, yes, Damon. Yes. 
we think you're very excited and we love the fact that you are um such a big fan of the podcast damon um is somebody that will he'll direct message us and he'll retweet us and uh so we really really appreciate him listening but yes uh congratulations on the couple of beers sir and um yeah, yeah. it's a good it's a good monday it's a good monday that's right uh gonzo uh, i almost want to say burt reynolds because of his abby but uh gonzo says, do you think Sean Elliott will lure Satterfield to be his quarterback's coach at Georgia State? (laughs) Uh, Cobb has Atlanta money now. Uh, What's the expression, a snowball's chance in hell? Uh, (laughs) Probably melts. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't don't think that's... that's, uh, I don't know if he's being... I don't think think he's being serious. No, he he certainly isn't. uh, But uh, it's funny. Uh, I think the... uh, the joke here is Cobb's got that land of money. Yeah. You know, uh, okay. <laughs> it, the money comes quicker when you aren't selling dollar hot dogs, I guess. Yeah. Um, but what I will say though, it's, it's kind of funny. He says that, but there actually is a, there's a lot of money being put into the Georgia state program. I mean, in, and here's the deal, you know, us as app state fans, especially our, the ones that are active on Twitter, like we get it. They have no fan base. Nobody cares. Like we get it. Like, okay, don't, I don't have to explain that to anybody but the fact is georgia state has a very very active um alumni business kind of uh connection and community that really wants them to have football uh i did not know this um before a couple years ago but georgia state actually has probably the best nba program in the state of georgia which isn't saying much but anyway they do have the best and it's because it's in atlanta and a lot of executives a lot of business people um, are able to to attend uh, such a program, but also they can attract good professors and, and good teachers because they are in such a, a metro area. So um, the money really is that's that's kind of not a joke. I mean, they don't have like SEC money, but they are not hurting for money, so to speak. But um, uh, I get the joke. I get why it's funny, and uh, I, I think that I think I have a greater chance of being the Georgia State quarterbacks coach. Than um, than Scott Satterfield or maybe you, Big C, but that's just it, me. Yeah, either way. And for those who aren't aren't familiar, um, Sean Elliott was hired by Georgia State to be their head should coach. We men- I guess we should mention hired that away <laughs> from South Carolina. Um, obviously, brings a different dynamic to the Sun Belt Eastern Division in the coming years. Um, how do you how do you think he's going to be as a head coach? I don't know. I got to see what he wants to do first, uh, because I don't think anyone really knows what kind of offense he wants to run. Do we? I don't know. I have no I, idea. I just think yeah. So I, let's 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 start there and uh, see if they move away from the current offense that they've had. They'll have a mismatch of players. That'll change a lot of things. Obviously, he he cleaned the house completely. Didn't, compl- didn't retain any of his defensive staff, so that will change. That the, the one strength that George State had over the you know this past couple of years is that their defense was okay. Um, it's the offenses where they are not good. And, and well, I think uh, Elliot said in his press conference, we need to score a lot of points and not let the other team score. Cool, coach man. speak. Um, and, and that's fantastic and all. But, um, you know, he, he's got a lot of work to do. And he, he mentioned that as well. Um, and uh, I'd like to say good job to him and um, Cough Cough, Charlie Cobb, for getting kind of a tough question in their press conference. Uh, I mentioned it on Twitter, and I'm kind of going off the rails here, but someone asked Charlie Cobb, uh, what do you say to the people who who say you hired your buddy? <laughs> and uh, there's been been a little bit of that going on down there. Um, I think the entire, or not the entire, but a good portion of that uh, Georgia State Athletic Department had uh, 
previously lived a few months in Boone before. So very interesting situation um, to go with that. But anyway, we move on. No, but enough you, you're, of, uh, you're not Georgia State. No, 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 no. Eligibility. You're not talking about the funniest part of that is a reporter asked, and I guess it was from the school paper. The guy didn't say the question very well. He said, yeah. what do you, what do you, he said, uh, he asked Charlie Cobb, he said, what, uh, what do you say to people that say that you're hiring one of your buddies in Sean Elliott? And I, I mean, personally, I mean, Charlie, um, I think he gave an okay answer. So like, I don't have anything to say back cause I think it was fine. He's like, well, no, I think coach Elliott's actually really qualified, blah, blah, blah. He gave a good answer, but like right, a- right after, right after Charlie Cobb stopped talking, <laughs> coach Elliott said, I ain't his buddy. <laughs> Right, and, which I uh, thought was great. I, and I like that. So, uh, you know, he, but he was you know, joking. So he, he was clears joking. the air quickly, whether it was jokingly or, uh, I mean, or, like, uh, yeah. in real time. Well, of, of course he was joking, but I mean, whether he really meant it, it's another thing. But he, of course, he said that to get a laugh out of the crowd. But did think that was, uh, I did think that was pretty funny. But I think, I think, per- I personally think that oh, Sean Elliott will do well. I think uh, for a for a school and a program that just literally doesn't have um, any tradition or any. Um, excitement around i think he's the perfect guy to to have and um i think he'll do well and i'm, I'm i hate that he's there because that pretty much seals the deal that well he'll you never, never be know. around he'll never oh okay all right fine fine yeah fine. You never know. okay now it, it looks like um sean welch has taken advantage of our, our attention and has completely like a nuclear bomb destroyed our hashtag bgp mail side we can't wait to read all those tweets uh, Justin Fowler asks, what Montgomery establishments have the Big C stamp of approval? I'll make this quick. Uh, there's a seafood place called Wenzel's. We had a great time there. There's a brewery called Rail Yard. They open really early, um, so take advantage of that. Um, those are the two spots. There's also a, kind of an alley that's got several different restaurants. There's a pizza place that was pretty solid. But that was after the game, and uh, it didn't really matter what food I ate after that game. It was going to be good. Uh, but check that out. Uh, Montgomery is a good spot. There's places to go. Chances are you'll run into somebody. There you go. There you go. Um, Brett Green asks, how much of my annual income should I be donating to keep Coach Satterfield in the black and gold long term? It is not your annual, unless you make like millions and millions and millions of dollars every year, Brett, I don't think it's your income uh, alone that um, we need to ask that question for. It's, It's how... How high can we take our athletic program by getting as many alumni involved in giving back as possible? Is that a boring answer? Oh, yeah. It's a super boring answer, but it's the truth. Um, the one person is not going to uh, Scott Satterfield. If but we had 10,000 Brett Greens out there doing the same thing, it would be completely different. Yep. Nope. There's zero There's zero doubt about that. Um, uh, the truth is, uh, you know, I'm an, I'm an advocate of um, make sure you're – financial houses in order that you're managing your money well and, and saving and investing for your family. And then, um, when you're able to give back to uh, causes that you really support do that. But until we have a lot of alumni participation, giving to the Yosef club, uh, that's the reality we're going to live in. I love the spirit of the question, but, uh, and I know what you mean essentially because coach Satterfield did, um, we did come close to seeing what life would be without coach Satterfield. Um, well, according to reports, but um, it's not going to be one person. It's going to be like you just said, Big C. Brett Green times ten thousand. So um, if you don't give to the Yosef Club, do give to the Yosef Club, and 
um, just sign on on the bottom line on your check. Say uh, this is for Coach Satterfield's future uh, race. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that is a good question because um, it's important to um, keep. I'm sure they'll set up an account if they need to. I'm sure they would. But uh, we love that that love that attitude. Uh, Silent Steve asks, what kind of validation will winning this game have for our program? Just two eligible seasons in FBS. That's something that Damon just asked, and, and just to touch on it one more time. Um, I think it's awesome. I think it's a stat that we'll be able to recount. I don't think it's something that will be on the tip of people's tongues, but um, I do think it's important. What's, what's more important here, to have a hard-fought close game or to have a, a kind of like a blowout win, like a double-digit score? Double, um, double, digit, double, digit, double, double, double digit score. Because you think, you, you think so? Yeah, because I think, I think that'll it, register more. Well, hey, look, you know, we play Tennessee and we lost that game. Uh, Toledo ain't Tennessee. The whole world was watching us. I, they're not, but you know, it was also not happening at that time. Nobody else is playing college football on a, on a national network. So mm. if you want to watch college football this Saturday at you know between the hours of five thirty and eight thirty, and you're on ESPN, the uh, the singular. <laughs> The Uno, you're gonna to have to watch App State and Toledo. Um, yeah, that's a good thing. You know, yeah. it's a good. It's an angle I like to attack a little bit, but uh, there's something to be said for that. We're in the middle of recruiting season now. We we got to take double digit wins to the. When I say double digit wins, I mean we need to get our tenth win. We need to get a recruiting class in here that um, that's gonna continue to build on what we've already have. I don't think a, I think a big win does that a lot more than a close one that a lot of people watch. That's Fair my, enough. That's my opinion. Chuck Severe, again, my second favorite Chuck. He <laughs> This should be his Twitter handle, second favorite Chuck. He asks, uh, favorite Christmas movie, uh, Die Hard, Big C. You would say that in a heartbeat. Yep. I am very partial to the original Home Alone. Ooh, I love that movie too. What's the best trap that Kevin sets in that movie? The best trap? Oh, the micro machines or the Christmas ornaments underneath the tree when they walk in the door. That's the best one. <laughs> what? Um, yes, because that stuff does. Hey, uh, you ever stepped on a rock that was very, very small? Yes. It hurts a whole lot. It does hurt a lot. It hurts a whole lot. It does hurt a lot. I mean, I can't, I can't, um, can't refute that. They do hurt. They do hurt a lot. Uh, I got to say the flamethrower. Oh, no, that's in Home Alone 2. Gosh, I'm getting my Home Alones mixed up. I'm going to move on. Um, you know, when you start mixing up Home Alones, you need to just keep moving. Uh, James- <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. James Burchett asks, Toledo looks impressive on offense based on stats. What do we need to take away on defense to claim our second Camellia Bowl? Uh, and then he also asks what your tailgating food and beverage of choice will be this weekend. Big C. What say you? Uh, I think we touched on it a little bit earlier. Kareem Hunt. I think that's where we got to stop. That makes it one-dimensional. That makes it easy. And, you know, we'll give up the stats. We know what kind of defense we have. Bimba don't break. Uh, really anchored down in the red zone. I think that, that'll be very important. Uh, as far as food and beverage, uh, just whatever. Uh, whatever's going to be in my hand what, on Saturday will be what, sufficient. What kind of crap answer is that? What are you it's a tailgating good crap, with? It's a good crap answer. <sighs> You don't know what you're doing. Just say that you don't know what you're doing. We're having burgers, but that's simple and it's easy. Uh, but for those who are not going to be cooking out themselves, you know, hey, you got to keep it easy on the road. You never know what you're going to deal with. Um, don't forget about the alumni tailgate. That will be um, between 12 and 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon at the Patterson Field. They're going to have pulled pork, chicken, barbecue beans, potato salad, cheese biscuits, baked buns, cookies, and beverages, 21 and up with an ID, $40 a pop. $30 under age, 
tomorrow is the last day to register for that tomorrow being December 13th. So jump on that. If you are interested, they sold out last year. I think they had like over 800, which really blew my mind away. Uh, as, as far as how many people they had, um, you know, they, you know, participate in that tailgate, obviously a major moneymaker for the alumni association. So if you don't want to do it yourself, jump on board with the alumni association. If you're down in Montgomery, I, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed. You're just doing burgers. You did that last year, I think, and you got a lay of the land. You know, what's down there. Well, we won. Yeah. Do you remember the, oh, remember the part where we won that ball okay. game last year? Okay. Never mind. Yeah, I don't need, I'm a little superstitious. I don't know. I don't know what in the world I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I take back that comment. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how those words escape my lips. Of course you're having burgers. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Big C. Uh, Big D and NC asks, how will App State's run defense be able to handle that Toledo running back? And he also asks, what does Toledo do well on defense? Where can we best, expose them on offense? Go ahead. The best thing Toledo does on defense is put 11 guys on the field. <laughs> and just just about it. If they can count to 11, that's, uh, that's, they're, they're doing their job. Uh, another week there. Uh, they've they've had guys really kill them uh, on the ground, whether it be mobile quarterbacks, mobile running backs. Hey, we got both of those, um, and, and then some. And I think we can choose how we want to do. I don't think we have to differentiate a lot from what we do on offense to uh, put some points on the board and get to thirty. And we know we like it when we get thirty. It usually means a win. Uh, as as far as how do we stop them? Hey, we just got to. We got to focus on them. But at the same time, we can't sell out. Somebody has to play a fantastic game. Whoever's assigned to him or whoever's assigned to his area, we have to tackle well. We cannot let them get yards after the catch. Um, that is something that they will burn us on. They've got receivers who are very experienced, catch a lot of balls over the course of the year, um, got to tackle, and we've got to be very, very disciplined. Um. You know, I, I think, you know, without even knowing a whole lot about Toledo on offense, I do think this is a game that's going to absolutely and totally require execution of tackling. Um, that is something that we did really, really well early in the year, and that's something I think we slipped off a little bit from doing. Open field tackles, my man Devin Stringer is, is really great at that, but um, now or never. The 2016 season ends on Saturday. It's time to leave it all on the field and hopefully hopefully that's exactly what happens tackling well a great point okay so let's uh let's turn it over to the sean welch bgp mail satchel here uh he said he wanted uh, tweet one of 117 statement one <laughs> he, he this is what he did so he, he put this on his notes yeah so first of all his, yeah his iphone notes and first of all sean is great i mean you know sean is such a positive fan i mean that's one thing i mean we love all of our listeners we really do but some are definitely more negative than others which is, you know, what it is. But Sean is very positive, and we appreciate that very much. Uh, about the program, not necessarily about us. I don't think really anybody <laughs> likes us, but he's positive. He's positive. Statement one is hot fire, by the way. I, I love statement one. He 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 basically took a screenshot of his notes app and his iPhone, and kind of like all the recruits do when they they make an announcement of where they're going to school, they take a screenshot of their notes and, and tweet the picture because it's too long. He says, statement one, a G5 school with a great head coach is like dating a smoking hot chick. I ought to know. Uh, you don't want to believe it, but you know they could leave you at any time. Not in my case. Uh, and there isn't anything you can do but to go to your treehouse and cry. <laughs> what? 
I mean, that's that's something Sean. right there. I mean, he's very very accurate statement in the, in the, oh. in the first half. Um, oh, uh, man, yeah, I, <laughs> go on. I don't know about the treehouse. Uh, uh, you know what? I, I want to go to Sean Welch's house. I'm sure he has like an adult sized treehouse. He has an outdoor man cave. That would be fantastic. Um, if I were, maybe that's where he get all his cries out. But if, if I were a lesser man, I would ask him about the kind of women he dated. But I'm not going to do that because that's not the kind of podcast that we run. Seems here. like a guy who's been burned a couple times. Uh, I don't know, my man Sean Welch. I don't nah, know. I'm I don't just know. Kidding. I don't know. I'm just I don't know. Statement two: As a fan base, we have to focus on the things we can't. I love this. We can do not what we cannot. For example, we can buy season tickets, but we cannot make a commercial airport appear in Blowing Rock. Focus, people, focus. Um, that's a great point, Sean. And that's exactly, I think, this during this whole process, I've read so many people just say really just stupid things, just really stupid things about the bowl economics and, and, and well, we, we deserve blah, blah, blah. i tell you what we deserve. We deserve to play under the rules of the, of the contract that we signed when we joined the Sun Belt. That's what we deserve. And in a perfect world that doesn't exist, yes, we, we, we would be playing in X bowl, like whatever, but cry me a river, get over it. The fact is we, we are playing under the terms that we signed on to. We are playing in Montgomery, Alabama. That's it. That it's nothing personal. It's just business. People are being way too uh, uh, tender-hearted about all this stuff and, and stamping their feet and, and complaining. Um, not everybody, but there are certainly uh, many, many people doing that. Um, the fact is, we are playing this weekend in Montgomery, and we're playing a good opponent. Be there or don't be there. But their opportunity to go and watch the Apps play in their second bowl game against a better opponent than last year is there in front of us, and we can control that. We can go to that. Complaining about something we can't move is uh, can't do anything about that is wasted energy, wasted energy, money talks if, and period. If, end of story. Go ahead, Big C. If if all you can do is if you got a Christmas party to go to, leave your TV on in the house, turn it to the game. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have DVR, if you if DVR, obviously, I mean everybody's DVR. It. I can't wait to DVR it. Uh, but. Anything that you can think that's possible to increase the viewership, make ESPN know app cares about their team, buy the ticket, whatever, do it. If you can't buy a ticket, make a, make a small donation to the USF Club. 15 bucks doesn't matter. It, you know, I know it's Christmas season, but do something that shows that you care beyond just your typical normal Saturday tradition. Hey. This, is, this is the time to give. This is what the season's all about. Absolutely. And and frankly, beggars can't be choosers. And that's it, man. I mean, how many times can we just say that the Bulls are what they are? We The system exists for them to be able to make money so that they even put on a ball, that they even have an event that is fun to attend. Yeah, the ball didn't bounce in our favor this year. Oh, friggin' well. That is the hand that we've been dealt. Buy a ticket. That'll all change. Buy these, Go to every bowl game, and this will change. Trust me. It will. It will change. But complaining about it doesn't do anything. Thank you, Sean. His next question, are you going to record in Montgomery on-site or an on-site or remote podcast? Hashtag aviator, ugh, hashtag aviator bar. Hashtag RV lot. Hashtag fan ambush. Uh, <laughs> um, no. Hey, we'll see, we'll see how it works out. I, I don't. Right. Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, if there's no reason to record before the show, obviously, because that's kind of what we're doing now. Um, as for after the show, after the game, I don't know. Hey, you never know. You never know. What we can be is be prepared for anything. 
Well, hey, you better believe that we're going to have the Jeff Crum Field Recorder Special uh, loaded, locked and loaded. So you don't know. Big C. Sean might have inspired. I tell you what, Sean, if you can guarantee that you will be in attendance, we will strongly consider, and you DM us, and you let us know that you will be part of that show, we will strongly consider doing a post-game recording uh, of the Black Gold Podcast. There we go. You got to contact us, though, buddy. Let us know that you're willing to do that, and we will consider it. I can't make promises. Have a little baby with me. Can't make promises because who knows? Diarrhea runs strong in our family, so we gotta gotta be careful of all that stuff. So, next question. But uh, seriously, Sean, if you're interested in, in something like that, let us know. We'll try to make it happen. No promises. He also asked the pressure. Uh, oh, oh, he's saying the pressure of having to ask all his questions. What's the injury report? Uh, who is or is not playing on the app side? Big C. Uh, the the only concern we we may have as far as someone not playing would be if we have a grade issue. Um, I don't I haven't heard anything about that. If, if it's going to happen, we'll hear it late. Um, obviously, the team probably knows at this point. As far as injuries, I think we're really healthy. The fact that we played our last uh, game in the second to the last week of the regular season, we we had a bye week at the end of the year. Uh, Bo Nunn would be the only concern, I believe but every indication was that he was going to play and that obviously bolster our offensive line. Um, I, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape compared to last year where we were absolutely beat up. And, you know, it was well mentioned that we were out to Monte Harris. We were out with, without uh, John Law in that game. Um, it, speaking of, speaking of the question we hit, we hit on a couple, couple of questions ago, John Law. This is his last game. He didn't get to do this last year. Mm-hmm. He had to watch it from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Look out for that man. Look out for that mm-hmm. man. Look he out. may just put it on. Look out. Um, I'm actually very pleased with where we stand on our uh, potential injury report, basically meaning that it's looking a lot better than last year. Exactly what you just said, Big C. So um, hopefully, hopefully that translates. Hopefully that translates. And we can play more of our game instead of trying to – just piece together a magical moment uh, like last year, just stressed us all out. Then again, if we can guarantee that we win, then make it as stressful as you want. Uh, he also asks, where can we buy a Mr. Yosef replica jacket? Hashtag serious question, Jim Fox. I don't know. I don't know. And a bananas on King Street? <laughs> that might be an actually a pretty good spot. Um, but no, that was a gift um, to Coach Fox from... Julia Adams, and that's uh, pretty incredible. So that was a. Uh, he actually mentioned to me on yesterday that he may not wear it again, but uh, I really hope we see that a couple more times because he looked fantastic in it, and uh, and, and I really liked it. So uh, why wouldn't would he I wear it again? Have one like that, yeah, absolutely. Give me a forty-four extra long. We're we're rolling. I don't. I don't. I think you're selling yourself short. I think you need a forty-four extra, extra, extra long. Personally, but that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> Uh, why wouldn't he wear? Why wouldn't Jim Fox wear it again? Just out of respect, or what? I, I'm not sure. I, I, you know, I don't know the whole story, but that's just kind of what he mentioned to me in a private conversation. So we'll see. Mm, you but, pay, you uh, name dropper. Yeah, we'll you. go from there on that. Okay. Sean also asks any word on new uniforms for the bowl game. I saw the new travel gear. Well, the new travel gear is actually pretty standard for bowl games. Um, uh, yeah. As I understand it from seeing other teams and how they, you know, promote to potential recruits about, oh, look at all the stuff you get. So I, I'm pretty sure we'll be rocking the black uh, like last year, but I'm not sure. Basically. Well, it's been rotating, so we're 
may be considered the away team, even if we're sitting oh. on the. You know, it, it's weird because you know the Crampton Bowl doesn't really have a, a home team, so it's not like you go to. Uh, you know, there's one bowl game where you go to, say, you play a game in, in Atlanta and in, and you're in the Peach Bowl and the Falcons are on one sideline and one team's the home team, one's the away team, and then it, there is no home team in the Crampton Bowl. It's just a stadium that's just there for the use of the city. Um, it's, it's from based on what I can remember, the MAC team was the home team in the bowl's first year. We alternated back. We played in black last year as the Sun Belt was the home team, and so we may see Toledo play in their home unis and i would not be um, uh, mad whatsoever if we were all there in the black pants white tops black helmets i'm completely good with that that's what we wore at tennessee and i think that will that will translate well that hey that uh that same uniform combination showed up on the cover of sports illustrated in sports illustrated in september 2007 by the way it's not a terrible look. It no, looks pretty it solid. Look, it it's looks, just about as good as you can get for an away uniform. I completely agree. Now, okay, Sean, <laughs> rounding out Sean Welch here. Now with a clear this head. This is the Sean Welch podcast. I know, the point. Sean Welch podcast. What's your favorite app Chris, Christmas decoration? Um, that's a good question. Come on, you've got something. I do. No, I do. I just have to choose one. I mean, because I have several. Um... I've got an answer already. If you're, yeah, let's if you're hear it. Right. No, no, go for it. We have a an App State Elf on the shelf. <laughs> it's pretty solid. USF on the shelf, but it's an Elf. It's not really a USF. Um, uh, I like that. And then uh, a few years back, someone did the Today I Get My All for Appalachian State, like a three inch, like ornament, and like hand wrote it out mm. in gold. Really, really love that ornament. It's uh, it's delicate, and, I'll, and I'm a big fan of it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little different. My favorite, my favorite App State ornament is, um, it's actually a snow globe, and it's the, of uh, the sign, the a little tiny little miniature replica of the sign that sits on, um, uh, right outside there, the edge of uh, 321 on uh, on campus that says Appalachian State, um, the black sign with the gold letters. I really yeah. like that. It sits on, um, it sits on near the nativity scene because we do have priorities. Uh, but uh, I think that's my favorite. It's really cool. My wife got it for me when we graduated college, and uh, it's so it's so cool. meaningful to me. So thank you, Sean. Uh, well, that ends that segment within a segment of the Sean Welsh podcast. Uh, and uh, he asked if he got his last question in time. You did, sir. You did, and we're happy to answer your question because you are such a good, loyal listener. Um, unlike some other schlubs like uh, Nash Bridges Hotes. Anyway. Uh, Reverend, <laughs> the Reverend Steve Gwaltney asks of AppFan.com fame, who finished, who will finish? Oh my gosh, <laughs> are you serious? I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. Wait, 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 if, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold there, on. There, there's, there could be a typo in this question. And uh, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Right when right, I was reading that, I got an alert that Sean Welch asked another question. Oh God. <laughs> okay. He says, "What's an appropriate housewarming present for Sean Elliott? Everyone likes a new. Everyone loves a new um, or a nice fruit tray." What well, is I it? guess we can give them a touchdown because they wouldn't know what that <laughs> looked like. That was too easy. Too easy. Oh my goodness! Um, oh my gosh, Sean, you're awesome. 
Okay, we'll give him a touchdown. The Reverend Steve Gwaltney, who finishes, I think I think you're right, Big C. I think he meant to say finishes, not finish. But I, uh, the Reverend Steve Gwaltney of App State, uh, I'm sorry, AppFan.com fame says, who finishes with the better Sunbelt record, App State baseball or App State basketball, men's basketball? Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say that because uh, Sunbelt baseball is so good, and although we could have a, a turnaround um, year potentially, I think the safer bet is actually basketball. But Big C, what do you think? Hey, so we're going to actually have to go on like winning percentage here because the number of games and the number of wins will obviously look, look weird. So uh, whoever can get to 500, I will be pleased with whoever, whichever team it is. Somebody asked. Though. I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't honestly. I don't know if I can. That's man. That's just really tough. You got me a little speechless here because um, we haven't seen, you know, our baseball team play anything in non-conference play yet. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say basketball. I'm going to say basketball. Three coaching his third year versus a first year guy. Um, in, in a in a in a conference that's really good at their sport like uh, baseball. Sunbelt's a very good baseball conference. Yeah, I think that, I think that makes it easy. We've, uh, we don't have the, the best um, um, schedule. Where we don't have the, the you know teams at home that would be easier to beat. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to say basketball. And, and we'll, we'll visit this. I'll, I'll remember it. Alex probably won't remember this next week. <laughs> but um, I'll remember this in May and June when we're still talking. And uh, – We'll keep uh, in contact with that as far as uh, who does what. Uh, I'm sure there's a little bragging rights going on in the coaches' offices about you know who has more wins in a season. So how dare and Scott you? Scott Satterfield's been doing pretty good at that in the last couple of years. Yeah, I guess he has. I guess he has. And you know why that is, Big C? Yeah, I do. Why? I'm not sure. I just said yes. I'm hoping you were going to respond. Because we gave a Mountaineer a chance. Oh, God, stop it. Hey, <laughs> DJ's tired of it. I'm tired of it. But you know why I keep saying it? No, I honestly don't. Because you are because you guys are tired of it. So, anyway, that wraps up the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel. Uh, Big C, we have the Casa Rustica special guest segment coming up with Mr. Dan Savage, host of the Great Five podcast, a podcast that covers G5 football. And we recorded this earlier in the evening, and honestly, uh, Big C and I had a really good time. You know, you, we didn't know this guy at all, and uh, reached out to him, and said, "Hey, since you're such a huge Toledo fan, he's a Toledo student, he's a diehard Toledo fan. Just thought it would be interesting to get uh, another fan's perspective, and it was fantastic. We had a great time with him, and of course, it is sponsored by." Uh, the restaurant that is the best Italian food you can find in the high country, Casa Rustica. They've been in the high country since 1981. Great food. And CR Catering is uh, is someone that you should use for really anything, whether you got a wedding, a reunion, a corporate event, whatever in the high country. Uh, amazing food. Really incredible food. They um, And they love App State. They love App State. And more importantly, they love Big C. And that's that matters more. Than anything, but we are going to take a break from the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel and bring our special guest, host of the Great Five podcast, Dan Savage. Stick around. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. Touchdown brings me round and get to find. I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. And we 
are back with our special guest in our special guest segment, brought to you by the one and only Casa Rustica, which I'm sure our guest knows everything about, but not really. Uh, he is Dan Savage from the Great Five Podcast. He is a Toledo diehard, and before we pushed the record button, he told us that he has not missed a home game. And I, this is pretty incredible. He's not missed a home game since the year... 2000 big c yes. yeah big c you have missed games since then but we are very glad to have just the one, one and only <laughs> really this one we're glad to have dan savage on the show dan good evening to you sir good evening to you i am uh breathing the elements uh, up here in northwestern ohio and uh here to talk a little bit about some college football and our game coming up on saturday well, let's let's be straight, but we're not here to talk about college football. We're here to talk about college football that matters, a.k.a. the Camellia Bowl down in Montgomery, Alabama, and we are really excited for that. And um, Now, are you a student at Toledo, or did you just recently graduate? Uh, Fifth-year student, yes. Oh, there you go. Got the victory lap. That's the best way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, taking the, taking the long track, you know, you just – got to get your priorities straight and college football is one of my priorities so i'm going to blame college football for my uh fifth year at the university of toledo well i i don't i don't think yeah i don't don't think anybody would blame you for that at all i think that's a i think that's a great strategy one that i failed to implement as a student (laughs) 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 but uh so okay dan now let's let's educate our app state fan base here and and actually a big c and i as well Tell us about the University of Toledo first. What are you guys known for? Uh, you know, what, what's the culture like at the University of Toledo? I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, being another G5 school, that you guys are Ohio State's little little brother, and um, Ohio State dominates the the sports market in college football in Ohio, much like uh, you know App State plays second fiddle in the media here in North Carolina to other unfortunate schools. So, wh- give us a lowdown. What is the deal with Toledo? Well, you know, Toledo is placed directly in a Power 5 market. We have South Bend, Indiana, where uh, Notre Dame is located two and a half hours uh, west of us. We have Ann Arbor, Michigan, 45 minutes north, so that's where uh, Michigan Wolverines play. And uh, about two hours south of us, we have Columbus, Ohio, where the Ohio State Buckeyes play. So uh, really, the G5 market here is small, but we have our our little brother in Bowling Green, uh, 25 uh, miles to the south of us. And uh, our history is just Toledo and Bowling Green. That's our rival. Uh, the fan bases here are relatively small. Toledo is a city that has uh, over 280,000 people. Uh, we're a, a commuter college, a smack dab in the middle of the city. Uh, we have our small group, a tight-knit group of good fans. But, uh, yeah, we have a Buckeye Wolverine shops in the city. It's definitely – I think on game day uh, for the last game of the year – they did a little segment on the, the city of Toledo and how it's a, a border border battle right. city and about Ohio State and Michigan. So we're looked over here, but uh, obviously we've had enough success at the FBS level over the last 60 years that uh, we still have our little claim to fame. And we are 1-0 all the time against Michigan, so <laughs> that's a good thing to have. <laughs> I love that. We, we do have that one thing in common, right? <laughs> I, I think that's awesome. So um, – Dan, here at the Black and Gold Podcast, we are extremely proud to not care about any other school except App State. We're very proud to say that we have sold out. I mean, you got to understand, North, um, the state of North Carolina, 
has a lot to choose from in terms of uh, D1 schools. I mean, between um, Chapel Hill, you know, that are serial cheaters, uh, and Duke, and Wake Forest, <laughs> NC State. I mean, those are the, the ACC programs. I mean, and then there's, you got East Carolina. You know, there's a lot to choose from, and there's a lot of competition. We are, we're a big state. We have whatever, 10 million people here, but there's a lot of competition for eyeballs and affection. But, you know, again, the Black and Gold Podcast, we are we are unashamed in being sold out for App State and do not care, literally don't care about any other school. Someone that has been to every home game since you were six years old in the year 2000, something tells me that you have that same type of attitude. But what are you that guy that you take that underdog status to your fanhood or, or are you looking kind of over and paying attention to what Ohio State does? Well, you know, I get asked on almost a daily basis, uh, who are you rooting for, Ohio State or Michigan? And I say, neither. And they say, what do you mean? And I said, I'm a Toledo fan. And they say, you got to pick one. I said, nah, no, I don't. I don't like either. You cocky fan bases can stay to yourselves, and I'm going <laughs> to root for my Rockets. And wow. so, I mean, I have a lot of family ties at the University of Toledo. Uh, a lot of family members went here. Uh, my Aunt Kelly played women's basketball here, and she scored over 2,000 points, I think. And she's like the leading three-point shooter at UT. So my whole family is just a... Uh, a tight-knit community, and my friends, I've converted most of them uh, to Toledo diehards as well. Big C, are you that still sounds, awake? Uh, are you still quite, awake? Sounds quite familiar. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I, it's, I, uh, yeah, It's the same way here, um, Dan, with uh, you know, that round ball sport that people like to play in the wintertime. I feel like you've got to pick your shade of blue, and we, you know, our shade of blue comes with black and gold in it. Yeah, um, there you completely. go. So uh, uh, we, we definitely feel your pain as far as that goes. Um, you know, uh, so I'm curious, um, you know, y'all beat Michigan and your team, you said was good that year. Not good that year. Terrible. I think we were four and eight <laughs> or three and nine. It's the worst team in Toledo history. <laughs> and, and, uh, it's, it's funny cause that's basically, uh, when people say Appalachian state, they're like, Oh yeah, you beat Michigan, you know, and, uh, and all that right, good right. stuff. And, uh, and sometimes we get tired of hearing it. Honestly, we're ready yeah. to move on as well, but, um, the national media just always remembers that one day in September about uh, nine, nine, year, nine years ago or so. So uh, uh, you were just just a, a young kid then. Do, do you remember anything about us going up to Ann Arbor and, and doing that? Is, 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 do you have any memories of that? Uh, see, from 06 to 09, Toledo was, was in their little down spell. They've been above 500 my whole life other than those four years, so – I was probably watching and listening to the radio, some Toledo away game. But I, I definitely remember uh, turning on the television uh, mid-fourth quarter because everyone was saying, you know, upset alert, Michigan's going down. And that Michigan team was supposed to be pretty good. It was like Lloyd Carr's last year, I believe. Yeah. So uh, oh, I, I've seen the play hundreds of hundreds of times. I've seen how the game ended, actually. The intro to my podcast is uh, the app call there from the end of the game. So No I'm way. Well, hold on yeah. a second. Hold on a second. You have the Tom Brenneman call. You don't have the David Jackson. You don't have the genuine App State one. You have the I, Big I, Ten you're, Network. You're correct. I do not have the genuine call. No, uh, well, oh, you, that's okay. okay. <laughs> I'll give you the file. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> we, we actually have um, one of the one of I mean, actually two of uh, our really really good friends of the show, uh, App State Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Brown, and App State Hall of Fame broadcaster David Jackson. Um, I've been on the show a lot, and those guys were both on the call when Corey Lynch blocked the kick in Ann Arbor. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, you know, as you know, Big C told you before we went on, you know, we started this in the 2015 year last year and we, we were able to um, 
you know, we, we had zero relationships with, with any, anybody within the university uh, athletics department. Now we do. But the first time we had Steve Brown on, it was surreal because he also did the, um, the post-game show. And we heard him uh, go crazy over the Michigan call. And then we had David Jackson on the show who called that game and, you know, all that good stuff. So it, it's been um, – the, the Michigan game has been good to us. But, I, you know, I, I'm, I think I'm with Big C. With, you know, we, we like to recall that because it was such a great moment in history. But I've actually seen that now that we're FBS Big C that – I don't know. People talk a lot about the Tennessee game from earlier this year. And, and I got a lot of text messages from the Camellia Bowl game – uh, last year that I had never got text messages during the FCS playoffs about what App State was doing. Right. So um, our our experience in the FBS has been great. Uh, and, and I know that Toledo, um, oh, this is a great question. I asked because, you know, we were going to eventually get here, I'm sure. But, you know, Toledo, the only really history we have with Toledo is the fact that Scott Satterfield uh, was your offensive coordinator. So are, were you one of those guys that wanted Scott Satterfield to leave town or what What was you what do you remember about that time if any about Scott Satterfield rolling into Toledo yeah he was our quarterbacks coach in in 09 and I mean he it was just a short stint here we had an okay quarterback Aaron Opel and he came in uh Satterfield was hired by Tim Beckman who uh three years later eventually skipped town for Illinois and actually Satterfield hurt us worse when he was gone from here because he became the offensive coordinator at Florida International, who we played in a bowl game in 2010. <laughs> and I was at this game. It was up in Ford Field. And, you know, we were playing the Sunbelt team in 6-6, six and six, and we were at our, in our first bowl game in five years. So we, we were all excited to be there. We traveled, like, 25,000 fans up to Detroit for this game. And, and we were pounding Florida International in the first half. And then Satterfield went up. Uh, into the press box for the second half and he stole our signs for the second oh, half wow. of that game and Florida International came back and defeated us. Y Hilton uh just just they got us, they stopped us on defense and it was just a sad moment to be back in a bowl game and losing and and I we blame uh, Scott Satterfield. Oh wow, so there's some real Scott Satterfield <laughs> hate out there in Toledo. <laughs> Yeah, if you're familiar with the name, yeah, there's a little bit. We're, we're yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. That's a- what a great angle. You know, it had nothing to do with, you know, T.Y. Hilton, who plays for the Colts and is, you know, pretty fantastic in his own right. Not, it had nothing to do with him, right? No, with fourth and 17 hook and ladder play where he gets it by about a half an inch. Had nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. I love it. Uh, well, uh, we have a special guest, Scott Satterfield, here to defend himself. Uh- oh, boy. <laughs> What do you have to say to your no, uh, no? So that that's actually really funny. I mean, uh, but I you know I I didn't expect anything less. I mean, um, the fact that that you are such a diehard that you would remember the quarterbacks coach from two thousand nine makes a a lot of sense. Uh, so okay, let's talk Camellia Ball here because you're right that Toledo has been known um, as that team that has been really really good uh, over the past several years. They're they're a bowl team uh, regularly. And I know that this game, as we talked before the show, is a matchup that, you know, I think most app fans, I don't think I'm safe in saying this, most app fans are more excited about this matchup than last year's matchup from a pure game perspective. Uh, I don't know how much you've watched App State this year. Uh, you're, feel free to tell us that. But what do you expect out of the Camellia Ball? I mean, the weather's going to be pretty mild. I mean, if you check the weather, it looks like um, as of, 
10 minutes ago on weatherchannel.com, uh, the low that day is going to be 60 degrees. So what do you see Toledo doing in the Camellia Bowl this Saturday? Well, I definitely uh, agree that it's a it's a super even matchup. I, I actually saw a thing by Bill Connolly at SB Nation in, in May predicted that these would be uh, the eighth and ninth best teams in uh, in the G5 this year. And look at them. I mean, they're identical. And I did my top 10 last week. I had them both tied for 10. And, I mean, the matchup predictor on ESPN has 49.7% to app and 50.3%. So I think it's going to be a game in, in about the high 20s to, to mid 20s. Uh, Appalachian State plays great defense, but, you know, Toledo has the, the fourth best offense uh, for yards in the country. So uh, there's going to be a little give and take there. And then, obviously, uh, the run game for Appalachian State is going to be super hard to defend. Toledo has not stopped the run at, at all. Uh, Jamal Williams from uh, BYU had 300 plus yards on Toledo and like five touchdowns. So uh, you really, Appalachian State matches up pretty well with uh, Toledo. That's interesting. So it, yeah. So I'm curious. Um, you know, a lot of what we see on TV during the midweek, you know, during action, is uh, is defense. You know, these games that kind of start slow and then all of a sudden something happens and then it just kind of turns into this back and forth battle. Explain the defense in the MAC. Is there anyone who just is it something that anybody cares about? Honestly, I mean, or is it just let's just outscore people? I mean, for the average fan, um, that's probably what they're thinking. Yeah, and Maction was was coined, I think, by these high scoring games and in, in midweek games in 2011. Toledo lost to Northern Illinois 63 to 60 and bounced back the following week with a win 66 to 63. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're known for our high powered and flashy offenses, but you know, there was a team last year, uh, 2015 Toledo had a great defense. We went down to Arkansas and we held them to 12 points. Uh, so, uh, the defenses do happen not frequently, but they do happen in the Mac. I think this year, Ohio had a very good defense. Uh, if you watch the mid American conference championship game, uh, they mm-hmm. slowed down Western Michigan like no one has. So uh, d- defenses exist, but uh, offenses are, are more important to, to us, I think. Well, you know, that, that again, that's not really hard to see. I mean, you kind of just look at I mean, we played uh, played um, Akron this year, and they were slinging the ball all over the place. And we see those high scores. So what are the players that you think are going to be able to – I don't know, get the best of App State's defense. And I, I will say that, of, I mean, of course, you, you've done, I'm sure, reading on the fact that we, we've sent a lot of our players to first and second honorable mention and, you know, all Sunbelt teams. And uh, our linebacking core is probably the best, I won't say probably, our, our linebackers are the best group of linebackers we've ever had in school history. So we have been very successful on defense. But who are the offensive weapons or what are the offensive weapons that you think are going to be too much for app, in your opinion, because we think we're going to crush you guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, but all, all having fun here. What 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 do you think uh, on your side, on the offensive side of the ball for Toledo, is going to give our defense the most trouble? Well, I mean, uh, our quarterback Logan Woodside has thrown forty three touchdowns uh, to only nine interceptions, uh, which is six or seven more touchdowns than anyone else in the G five, and one more than Browning at Washington. So we obviously like to throw the ball a lot. Uh, we've got three wide receivers that have caught uh, more than 10 touchdowns. Uh, one, our red zone threat, uh, Michael Roberts, is our tight end, and he just won uh, 
some writers associations, all American at, for tight end. So uh, we have a lot of weapons. I, I, Cody uh, Thompson and John V. Johnson, uh, who both have 10 touchdowns this year, are both averaging exactly 19.8 yards per reception. So right there, you can see that we're a, a big, off, big play offense. We like to we'll run the ball with Kareem Hunt, who is uh, our all-time leading rush, rusher. He just had 200 yards a, a couple weeks ago against Western Michigan. Uh, we'll, we'll pound you a little bit, but uh, once you start to key in on the run, uh, we're going big play over the top. That sounds you know, good. I'm, I'm curious, Dan, you know, uh, as, as far as your offensive philosophy, for, for those who are, are unaware, is, you know, what your passing game is really all about. Is it more about, you know, deep drops or is it this, you know, uh, you know, quick stuff that, you know, get the ball out before the defense has time to react? It just depends on who's on the field. Uh, we have a, a little, we have a smaller wideout, Corey Jones, who we like to throw screens to. And if he gets an open space, he, he's super dangerous. He's also our punt and kick returner. But uh, outside of that, maybe some screens to Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. If it's a pass play, you know it's a pass play. Uh, our quarterback doesn't really run a lot. So we, we have this, this good pass protection and he sits back and he finds guys on just one move routes and usually they're big plays. And if and if his checkdowns are there, then he'll throw over, you know, throw an eight yard pass over the middle to our tight end, who's who's very good and has very good hands. Interesting. So um, looking at here at um, I um, Iowa State's new head coach, first year Matt Campbell, it makes me think. And the reason I'm looking that up, of course, is because you guys last year literally went through something that. A lot of people thought we were going to go. I mean, granted, we're not out of the woods yet, but this past week, uh, this past weekend more specifically, we were under the impression that there was a pretty good chance that our head coach, Scott Satterfield, your favorite uh, quarterback's coach ever, a Toledo history, I think is what you said earlier, uh, there was a chance that he was a serious, uh, in serious uh, uh, jeopardy of leaving the Mountaineers to go to coach the University of Cincinnati. Um but that happened to you guys last year. You had Matt Campbell, head coach, experienced a lot of success there, had been there, I think, since 2009. He left, but, of course, you guys promoted from within, and it got, you, of course, had a, a really good year uh, this year, so not a whole lot of fall-off there. But what were your thoughts leading up to, uh, you know, hearing rumors that your head coach was leaving? and, and uh, Because, I mean, I, you know, we're always going to – fan bases are always going to have to go through that. But what was that like last year? Well – Having worked for the team, I was actually working for the team doing video work uh, last season for the team, so I was right in the thick of it. And I, I think there was, I mean, it, it seemed like we maybe, maybe, uh, like, if we didn't throw the game against Western Michigan because the last game of the season last year, if we would have won, we would have gone to the MAC championship. But but it just nothing came together for that game, and we played sloppy and we lost. And then Campbell obviously had to break it to the team that he was going. And our AD had to find a quick fix because we had a bowl game against a top 25 uh, Temple team in a month. So uh, obviously we hired from within and Candle, Jason Candle, the head coach of Toledo right now, uh, has been there as a wide receivers coach since 2009. And then he's, he's gone, came up and he was a quarterback's coach and the offensive coordinator. So we just stuck in that same line of what's uh, made us successful the last six seasons. And I think it was a great hire. 
Um, he's a tough guy. He's, he's scary. I mean, he's fi- only five foot eight, but and he's a, he's a, seriously a tough dude. He can throw the ball about seventy yards. <laughs> but uh, I definitely I definitely like the hire. I, I saw rumors that even after one year that he might be up for the Cincinnati job, which is also a job that I saw that Satterfield uh, could be up for. But uh, hopefully he's here for a couple more years. I obviously like his offense. You, you can't complain about throwing forty three touchdowns in a season. Well, um, I wouldn't, you know, just looking at this year, Big C, I, I know that um, a lot of people talk about not wanting to fan the flames of speculation, in, in which, you know, we try not to do. But, you know, with the G5, and of course, you're all about the G5, Dan, um, at the G5 level, it, it's, like a, it's like a ripe hunting ground for P5 programs that need to hire serious talent uh, to rejuvenate uh, their uh, their programs. And we've seen that happen several different times with several different coaches coming from the lower ranks. And I mean, look at Arkansas state. I mean, it looks like before Blake Anderson, they had, you know, four head coaches leave and, and experience different levels of success at the P five level. So, you know, seeing, seeing Toledo succeed, I'll just be very honest. You know, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how in the world outside of promoting from within and then keeping a staff intact, I don't know how programs at the G5 fare um, having to do a complete overhaul where, you know, your coach goes on to bigger and, and, and better salaries. They're not better jobs, but they're better salaries. And uh, um, they they usually take their staff with them. But generally what schools will do if they don't hire from within, they'll hire a new guy. And, you know, depending on a lot of different things, but there'll be new coaches. But recruiting is the lifeblood of college football. So, Big C, I, you know, I guess I'd like your your feedback here as we just went through this, and as we see what Toledo's been able to do, still bounce back and go nine and three this year. Uh, you know, what what what's that like for a G five program that has a really talented head coach that is, you know, gonna always be that kind of that uh, um, hot item, so to speak, on the market of coaches? How do we, as a G five program? keep from taking a step backwards uh when a coach leaves well it's it's all part of that p5 conspiracy is that they don't want the g5 to have nice things you see what came out today about uh you know when houston was negotiating the buyout for tom herman with texas and houston was trying to get like a home and home in football home and home in basketball and texas was like nah we'll just pay you the, the cash you know just writes two and a half billion dollar <laughs> check no big deal you know, that's, that's the huge difference. Um, you know, why do we, how do we make our job, uh, you know, something that you know people, you know, really want and want to stick around? Well, you know, how much better can it get in our own situation that we have someone who not only went to school here, um, has been an assistant here, uh, played football as a quarterback. I mean, how much more dug down can you get for someone, uh, you know, as far as roots are concerned, you know, but, as you've always said, Alex, throughout, of course, this season and last is, you know, you're, you're a high uh, advocate of you can't say no to the greenbacks sometimes. What? And, you know, that's, that's part of it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I would like to think that there's a there's a perfect scenario where, uh, you know, we have a, uh, you know, kind of a second jury more. Um, but maybe maybe that's not in the cards for us. But uh, in the meantime, we'll take what we got while we got it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's going to take more than just uh, – just the cash. There's a lot. There's a lot of different things that go on when when, when coaches are, uh, you know, be, being courted and, and, and all those different things. It's it's more than just, hey, I'm going to move to a new city. Well, how much is it more to cost? How much more, how much more does it cost to live there? 
where are my kids going to go to school, things of that nature. It's just it's, it's so much more involved than just a small raise versus a huge raise. Uh, you know, luckily we, we've uh, appeared to have dodged the bullet this year, and we'll take that for now. Yeah, no, we will. And I, I do want to say that I have never thought that money is all that mattered. I just know that under the right circumstance, it does matter. And uh, seeing, just being very frank, Dan, uh, seeing Toledo come back after um, seeing their head coach leave for another job and still be successful uh, from promoting within, it, it, it encourages me for sure. Did uh, Toledo keep a lot of their coaches uh, from the previous administration, or was there a lot of uh, new uh, hires under um, Coach Candle? Well, for the bowl game last year, Campbell told – he, he had a staff that he was obviously going to bring with him to Iowa State, and he told some of the coaches, he said, like, look, you guys have been here for so long, you mean so much to these kids, you, you need to stay and get that bowl game figured out. So for the bowl game, Toledo had a lot of their, their staff from last season, and then most of them, most position coaches left. We kept our wide receivers coach, who was uh, promoted to quarterbacks coach, and then Candle was the offensive coordinator. He's now the head coach, and there's a few other guys from – past years different GAs and such that, that have come back to help but really it's it's Campbell and Candle are from that Mount Union uh, pipeline uh, of terrific uh, winning programs in division two or division three level and so Candle went back to that route where he played football and he got some guys that he was friends with and he knew that, that knew how to win at the division three level. I'm curious Dan uh, when you you talk about Candle what was what's he making this year like what's his salary what does this contract look like? How does it stack up to you know to what we have? Uh, I think he's make he's def- he's making like seven hundred thousand or six hundred thousand. So he, he's making top four salary in the MAC. But PJ Fleck for Western Michigan is going to make probably two million dollars next year. So there's going to be a giant disparity between the top of the MAC and, and then a uh, uh, Jason Candle, who is still obviously winning nine games. He's a very good coach. Are you concerned that uh, he'll be one of the next guys, maybe in the next few years, to uh, jump? Or do you think he's one of those guys that wants to really build his resume to try to make a, a huge jump, not just a semi-lateral jump? Um, I, you, nev- you never know because I mean, these guys, you think you want them to stay and you think they're going to stay, and then they all of a sudden they take a job, which like really people thought Iowa State was, wasn't even a very good job to take. And they said that's – you know, it's like Illinois. It's one of those jobs that they're dead end jobs. But I disagreed on that front. That's a whole different story. I, I hope he stays for you know three plus seasons, and we can finally win a MAC championship. I mean, Toledo's been starving for a championship. They haven't won one since 2004, and, and uh, not mediocrity, but the, the consistency of nine, eight, nine, ten win seasons uh, gets old when you can't win a championship. So uh, hopefully, if Candle gets a championship, uh, the fans will let him go and say you did it. You finally have the last three guys that you, you're allowed to go now and go to, to <laughs> greener pastures because you freaking won a championship. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, that that's a really good point. And, you know, I think, you know, we it's fun as fans to speculate, like, do you think you'll stay? But the honest truth is, in in the economics of, of college football, um, as I just alluded to, sometimes there are scenarios that, that come up that you just say, you know what, uh, this sounds like a, you know, as far as the payday and, and location, where where it is, where my kids could go to school, all that other stuff. There are just some things that you can't predict. You can't predict, and, and you just can't be in that person's mind thinking, well, what do, you, what do they think? And uh, it's really up to the individual. It's really a business. So we, um, but it's really interesting to hear uh, you say a lot of the same 
things, I think. And we have the same uh, kind of approach as to, you know, we want a conference championship, and we won one this year, which we're very happy to have. Um, we're actually very grateful for our, our tribal Georgia Southern for helping us uh, split that only two ways instead of three ways at the end of the season, which <laughs> we're very uh, we're very happy about. Um, but it is it is really interesting though to to see um, people or fans rather that uh, do pay really only attention to their G five school, uh, you know their perspectives because it sounds very similar. You're a diehard Toledo guy, and um, sounds like we have some very similar attitudes. But speaking of G five. Uh, you do have a G5 football podcast, so anybody that is really interested about this particular level of football and hates the P5 snobs, they can listen to your show. And so tell us why and how you started that. You know, I just started it because uh, I'm an underdog at heart. With in, Sitting in, in the heartland of college football in, in Big Ten country, I, you know, I, I wanted to show everyone that we're here. We're sitting behind the Big Ten flag. We're sitting behind Michigan and Ohio State, and, and we're putting a good product on the field. And I want more people to know that, and I want to spread the joy of, of it all across the country in the Mountain West and in the Sun Belt and Conference USA, who's barely hanging on, but they're still there. And, and even the AAC, who is likes to talk a little bit too much, but that's okay. And, and I just want there to be more dialogue about the G5 when we should have, I mean, realistically, you could have had uh, Heisman finalists this year and Donnell Pumphrey and there's a lot of guys you could have had I mean we have a, a New Year's Six representative this year from the MAC so uh, I just want to make that dialogue clear and, and if you are a G5 fan more than uh, or added on to your uh, your App State uh, Mountaineer fandom you can check it out it's great five podcast on SoundCloud and on Twitter um, come join me it's, it's a fun uh, discussion uh, once or twice a week Ooh, once or twice. That's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, he's stepping it up two times a week. We've already gone into uh, basketball, football offseason, one episode a week mode. <laughs> <laughs> but who can blame us, really? Uh, but no, but th- so that's great, uh, Dan. And, um, you know, I, I think um, while we hope to win by a very large margin on Saturday, we really, really appreciate your fandom and, and that, that you are such a diehard fan of your school and couldn't care less about uh the other big 10 uh schools that are surrounding you and, and encroaching on your <laughs> on your territory uh so we we really appreciate we've got we've enjoyed getting to know you we appreciate your stance and uh, really respect uh the fact that you are such a diehard for your school thank you for joining us and we really hope you're able to uh skip whatever graduation you think you have to go to to head down to the camellia bowl in montgomery alabama and uh, say hey to the blind gold podcast Thank you very much. I had a pleasure being on. Awesome. We'll see you. We'll see you, Dan. Big C, what a great interview that was. I, it really wasn't an interview as much. It was a great conversation. That was good times. Uh, really surprised. Uh, very, uh, very interesting to basically find out that there's a guy out there just like me that he kind of <laughs> hangs out in Northwest Ohio. Very, very similar. I've been watching. You know, he's a diehard since he was six years old. Sounds very familiar. Mm-hmm. hasn't missed a game in 16 years at home well that's me too so uh you know that's you know th- we might have made a friend of life here you know we're gonna run into toledo eventually one day down the road besides saturday right bff you know, hey, bffs for the, life the internet is a wonderful thing 
Isn't you know? it? Well, I mean, hey, the only reason the Black and Gold podcast is a thing is because of the internet. <laughs> I mean, not just because it's how we distribute it. It's because that's the only reason Big C and I know each other. <laughs> because of the, <laughs> is because it, it goes both ways. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, question, when's the last time you missed an App State home game? Oh, uh, the um, game after September 11th, we played ETSU at home. My... Uh, cousin had a wedding in Charlotte, and I hated every bit of that because I really wanted to see how our band did the 9-11 tribute. So that was the last home game I missed. I think the number is up to 108 or 109 as far as... Wow. Um, um, can't, does that sound right? Does that sound right? Like, like, like 15 years, 15 times, you know, something like that. Yeah. Are you talking right. about, you're talking about a all streak? The, all the playoff games, yeah. 109 straight home games. I think that's correct. Oh, you're okay. You're talking about a streak. I like that. I like that. That's cool. Um, yeah, I um, I counted our the games that the total games that I've had since we're gone to since I I was a student and um, it's pretty crazy. I mean, road in away. I mean, it's I mean, I've been to like 97 percent of all home games and hated all the ones that I missed. But you know, yeah, not, not everybody. That's usually how it works. Not everybody can be big C. So. Anyway, and I missed a home game this year. Dad Gummit, I missed a home game this year. Of course, I was in the hospital in the maternity ward holding an infant um, <laughs> during that home game. So you, you, you mean a toddler? <laughs> yeah, a toddler. <laughs> That's right. I was, I was helping him do his uh, uh, a clean um, a clean uh, bench press uh, <laughs> in the hospital room as he was eating a, a, a T-bone steak. But uh, yeah, we were in the, for, for the Texas State game. But the important thing was is that although he was less than 24 hours old, um, we did get to have the little boy in front of a screen while the App State game was on, although he could see it. But hey, it's the thought that counts. He was wearing an App State onesie and App State socks and all that other stuff. So. We were there yeah. in spirit. We were there in spirit. So, anyway, uh, everybody, thank you for listening to the Black Gold Podcast. We actually um, might have a really, really big surprise for next week. I'm going to keep that under our hat until uh, we get more details after the Camellia Bowl about who we will have on. Um, that is, of course, uh, not including the Sean Welch <laughs> Camellia Bowl postgame show. Uh, but uh, we really appreciate everybody for listening. Um, Really, I mean, it's been a good year. I mean, as football's coming to a close and we're going to focus on more recruiting and just, you know, not really talk about current event football stuff because everything is ending, uh, but it's been a really fun time covering this football team. Um, a lot of changes, uh, trying to do things um, in a new way. And Anyway, it's been a lot of fun. So thank you for downloading uh, another episode. Please look out for the next one early next week. And Big C, we'll see everybody in the birthplace of the Confederacy. <laughs> and, hey, and if anybody's down there and you want to see us, you want to hang out with us, or if you want to avoid us completely, don't DM us, but you can. Um, there's, <laughs> you know how to find us. Um, we'll tell you where we are, and we'll say, come on down. Let's grab a thing in a, in a cup and enjoy it together. A, so A thing in a cup, and you got to fill in the blanks. A thing in a cup. Works. Hey, you never know what it's going to be. you got to fill in the blanks. got to fill in the blanks. But thank you for downloading another episode of the Black and Gold Podcast. We will see you in Montgomery for the Camellia Bowl.